Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Big news. The Athletic NBA show will now bring you even more content through the Athletic Audio Plus. Subscribe now for a free 30-day trial via Apple Podcasts to listen to bonus specials, exclusive interviews, Q&As, and more. And after your trial, it's only $1 a month for access to all athletic audio, plus bonus content across our entire network of shows. Check out the Athletic NBA Show's latest bonus episode now, only on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Andrew Schlecht. And I am Alex Spears. And you can join us every Saturday on the Athletic NBA show for the Saturday Slam and Jam. We will bring you the most interesting plots and storylines from the playoffs, fun guests, and a weekly trivia show where I attempt to completely embarrass my co-host, Andrew. So grab your coffee, do your chores, and turn up the Saturday Slam and Jam right here on the Athletic NBA show. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFore. Join me and my buddies Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Every Thursday morning. After a long night of Wednesday playoff action, just waiting for you in your podcast feeds as you wake up, it's Point of Contention. On the Athletic NBA Show as a part of the Athletic Podcast Network, it's myself, Zach Zach Harper, Harper. teeing up the toughest topics and questions to Marcus Thompson and Ethan Sherwood-Strauss with Jade Hoy producing every Thursday. Subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to give you some of the craziest and most hard-hitting theories and takes of playoff action possible. And you'll get point of contention right in your eardrums. In fact, if you don't like it, We'll have a point of contention for you right here on The Athletic. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show. Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate Stop hating. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper. That's Jade Hoy producing. Coming up on the show, the Bucks plot twist, a public relations nightmare in Portland, Suns in a rut, maybe, and a whole new world. Plus, Shaq refutes LeBron in this corner on point of contention the bay area legend a new homeowner an author of two books about the warriors dynasty the one and only marcus thompson marcus tupac or jay-z 
come on, man. This is not another one. Like, Biggie was you harder told, one. You, t- you said last week. You said last week to, you know, throw Jay-Z in there, but not Biggie. No, Biggie's better than Jay-Z. Like, well, yeah. So, yeah, this is. I, I need it to be harder, not easier. Not easier choice. Okay. You know, okay. I'm not messing with dude, uh, Hawaiian Soki fame. Nah, man, come on. Uh, it's, it's pot. Okay. All right. And in this corner, the Bay Area suburban legend. Author of the book, The Victory Machine, now out in paperback, Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Ethan, why are fans so obsessed with Kawhi Leonard's birthday? Uh, because Twitter tells us to be. Uh, because Jack Dorsey, I guess, was fascinated by it that day. I'm not sure. I have no idea why he chose it. Uh, I also think, I, I also just had the memory. Remember when Jay-Z pretend retired and did a whole album where he pretend retired? Yeah, Black it was, it was, that was, that was his best album. It was a pretty yeah. good album, but that was he weird. Stopped. He should have stopped there. <laughs> it was all, it was I don't all know. Four 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 is really good. Uh, it's good, it's, yeah. but there was a lot in between. There was a lot in between. Yeah, yeah I got you. There's yeah. a lot to. I mean, Kingdom Come, goodness. That is. <laughs> I tried. I really tried to like the that pulls, album. I really tried. The pulls you have, man. Great, I mean, man. Black Album sounded almost like a Spike Lee movie track. It was. Uh, it, it had its own sound, but there's something funny yeah. about that to me. That that happened. What was that like? 15 years ago, that fake retirement. Wow, I what think a moment. So. That sounds about right. Yeah. What um, a moment to fake yeah, retire. Yeah, like no, you can go out on the you know the jumper in Salt Lake City, or you can go out. Trying to Playing drag the Wizards, the Wizards yeah. to uh, to the playoffs, and yeah. you know both are impressive, but one's a little better than the I other. I think he actually went out the way he went. The way he went out is going to be the equivalent of the Hornets making the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, a lot of space between there. But when the Hornets make the Eastern Conference Finals, that's like four, four, then four to me. We'll be we'll be we'll be very happy there. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Jay Z will not stop here. Will the Bucks stop here? Jade, start the clock. On Tuesday night, things were looking right for the Milwaukee Bucks to take a 3-1 series lead when Trey Young was ruled out of Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. But wait, as we've already seen in these very playoffs, when your best player goes down, it only leaves a void for someone out of the blue to take over. On Tuesday, it was Lou Williams who led the Hawks with 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 8 assists. That's right, folks. A mind-bending performance by the Hawks in a 110-88 victory in Young's absence. Plus, the uncertainty surrounding the health of Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo, who exited the game midway through the third quarter with a hyperextended knee. Now, by the time you're listening to this, you may have found out that he's done for the year or done for the series or, I don't know, he's fucking Wolverine or something. I don't know what, I don't know what it is at this point. Hopefully there's optimism that he's not, he doesn't have a fully torn ACL, but this has left this best of seven affair in a totally different light as it heads back to Milwaukee for game five tonight with this series tied at two. Kevin Herter of the Atlanta Hawks said two, two is a lot different than three, one. Yeah, no shit, sure? Kevin. Like, I sure? mean, that's, I mean, what? You can play that's... baseball with that kind of math. God. All right. So Marcus has this shift. In narrative, change the momentum in favor of the Hawks, or will we never learn that nothing can be trusted in the year 2021? Nah, we haven't learned. It's ATL. It's going down. Uh, I, I, hate, I hate this. I, I hate this so much. Like, 
I'm, I hate like I don't want to like you know over dramatize like these dudes are all fine right like in the end like oh, yeah. there's real no, hurt give me some Twitter give me some Twitter uh, Marcus give us this, the Twitter this, Marcus the Twitter melodrama no, this thoughts and prayers give us yes, some thoughts and prayers I want to <laughs> I might scratch like homeless people off the oh, list for one for day for the guy who just signed know, a two hundred and fifty right? million <laughs> dollar extension. So it feels so wrong. Let me hold something, Giannis. I but like, it, I, I hate this. I hate this for him. Um, I, I, I don't hate it as much for the eventual winner, right? Because their their trophy is gonna be like. They should put like a, a like a, a bandage on the Larry O'Brien when they hand it out, right? It should be like <laughs> what if they, you know the you know the the kind of the ball that's at the top of the Larry O'Brien trophy. Can we just carve that into asterisk? Can we do that? <laughs> oh, just put just put like the little like bandage head, you know, like yeah. like he busted his head and put the I saw, bandage I on. I saw it. a logo. I saw a logo <laughs> yesterday. It was the NBA logo, but someone had put a crutch in there oh, God. <laughs> on, on Jerry West. <laughs> Look, the, I, I, the Hawks are about I, to win clip. the title now, and I'm I'm kind of hyped about this. Atlanta's going crazy. Uh, this here's why. Here's why I think this is huge. Mm-hmm. Atlanta already is like over their heads right and it felt like they had met this brick wall right it's like all right this has been a fun story but it's about to end mm-hmm. right like it felt like that then right. trey gets hurt and it's like all right you can see people already talking about all right the hawks are here next year is gonna be great you you just gave the hawks another life they just might win this thing right you gave them another them, them jokers yeah. woke up today like the air smelled new. Everybody's legs yeah. were fine. Lou Will coming off the bit. Like, you gave this team another life? I don't know if you want to give the Hawks that, another life. That lemon yeah. pepper was a that little, little more tart. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little more tart. Ethan, what do we yeah. make of this this latest, you know, turned uh, turn ligament in the, in the yeah. series of the playoffs? Well, I'm waiting because by the time people listen to this, uh, they will know the MRI results. And that is what I'm basing my entire opinion on Adam Silver and then in the NBA as far as how they scheduled this whole thing. If it's uh, if it's torn and it's very damaging and he's out significantly, then I'm very angry about it. But if that's not the case and he can come back, then okay, you know, play on, carry on. And additionally, I want to echo what Marcus is saying because we look at that injury and what do we say? Whenever we see an injury, we say freak injury, freak incident. And to a certain degree, it is true. You know, they fe- he fell a certain way into Capella. Uh, you can't predict it. It's a meeting at the summit. And yet, it has a certain logic of its own. And it's not to exactly blame the Bucks, mm-hmm. But as I thought the inside guys did a good job going over, they didn't come ready to play. They didn't play with force. They seemed to feel like they would win just by showing up. They got in a hole and how does Giannis get hurt? He is trying everything in that third quarter to bring his team back and to maintain contact. He's flying all over the court and it ends up with him trying to make a great defensive play and getting himself harmed in a game, let's face it, without Trey Young, where they should have been running away with it and been comfortably in the lead. So it does. It just goes to show you that if you take something for granted, uh, if you lose a game that you should be winning, a little bit like that saying about how nothing good happens on the streets after 1 a.m., nothing good happens when you're losing a game you should be winning – it did, I think, contribute to that very unfortunate scenario. The, the, I've seen plenty of good stuff happen right, on the streets after when man. I am. What, the best it's, not, it's not typical, uh, what, but I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's really going to be interesting to me is I wonder 
especially if you know we've heard like the the worst possible news for Giannis on this. At what point do they decide we probably shouldn't start the season in October? <laughs> Right, like we're, we probably no, should. That thing do is this full again. speed ahead. We probably should me? revisit money. the amount. No. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not even saying shorten it. I'm just saying you probably got to push it back. You, I mean, mm. are you gonna do this again? Are you gonna do it yep. again? Money. Yep, we sure are. You know why? There is an endless supply of players. Not maybe an endless supply yeah. of great players, but it's you can cool. always bring some it dudes does, in. It doesn't matter if everybody's hurt. Mark Cuban will make up some fake stat to say everybody's watching that it's X percent of Y of TVs in Alaska or whatever the hell. And we'll just keep it moving because they need to make sure that these broadcasters are happy. That's ultimately what these decisions are based on. Uh, But I do think maybe they could do it because unlike last time. Pushing it back would have meant losing Christmas. And that was just non-negotiable for the broadcasters. I think you could push it back a little. Too Christmas. You know, a little. Do the same can't thing. Lose Halloween. Start Christmas. You can't lose Halloween. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't do that. Look what just happened. Look what just happened. But we're going to get into more of this later on. That's the old uh, in-podcast well, 20 second. minutes from now tweet. One second. Uh, Why is it right the there? NBA branded Halloween? Like the Halloween opener. I feel like they, if they dominate Christmas, they should dominate Halloween and make it a thing. Just because what there. a nightmare that could be. <laughs> Speaking of, take two. What is the international symbol for holy shit PR person? Please bail me out because I'm a coward. The Portland Trailblazers formally introduced Chauncey Billups as the team's new head coach on Tuesday. Yet, most of the news conference focused around the controversial background of his hiring and his relationship with Damian Lillard. Mr. Big Shot won the job over Becky Hammond and Mike D'Antoni, but after details of a 1997 Rape allegations surfaced last week that includes a settling of a civil case, uh, but I believe no criminal charges brought about. The Blazers were met with a torrential backlash. Jade, play the tape. We took the allegations very seriously, and we treated them with the gravity that they deserved. In his opening comments as the Blazers coach, Chauncey Billups took time to address the controversy. Jade, play the tape. That every decision, you know, every decision has consequences, you know, and that's led to some really, really healthy but tough conversations that I've had to have with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time in 1997. But things came to a crescendo when the Athletics' Jason Quick asked this question. Jade, guess what I'm going to ask you to do? Hi, Jason Quick with The Athletic. Uh, you said the 1997 incident shaped you in unbelievable ways. Can you maybe elaborate on that and, and how it helped shape you? Jason, we appreciate your question. We've addressed this. Um, it's been asked and answered, so um, happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. All right, before Billups could answer, Neil O'Shea, in the worst poker tell of all time, took a sip of water from his water bottle, glared over at Blazers PR, and they promptly intervened, declining any sort of response. At this point, Portland's fan base must be yearning for the I'm surprised he got mediocrity. the water in his mouth. It was so obvious what he was doing, right? I'm surprised it was he so just obvious. Yeah. He, he should have been choking be on David it, David right? Stern water, water sip. Yeah. So instead of actually settling this thing and making sure that it ended yesterday and you moved on moving forward, the Blazers took a shit all over their own shoes. So, yeah. Ethan, what is happening in Portland? 
It this is a tricky one because you don't want to be glib about it because the accusation, even if it's long ago, is is quite serious um, yes. and and terrible. But it is comedic the way in which they ruined everything, the way in which he had the signal. It was almost like in the pandemic, they forgot how people actually behaved and they were doing it based off stuff they'd seen in the movies, like their Heather Graham and the hangover falling over in the casino to provide a distraction, which, by the way, does not work with bit bosses. But that is a total digression. Um yeah, it, it looked terrible. I, I think people of goodwill, if you're, you know, not convicted of something and it's, um, you know, a quarter century in the past, and even if it's hor- horrific, if you say that, hey, I didn't do it, I, I think a lot of people will go, well, I don't know what to believe, but, you know, what can we do here? And they'll probably move on. But if the the way they did things made it seem like they had something to hide. And I'm not even just analyzing that yes. from a PR perspective. Right. I looked at that and went, oh shit, they've got something something to hide. They're acting well, collectively like they've like they've got something to hide. It was weird because I actually thought Chauncey's comments on on what happened, what it's taught him, and that it's changed him, I thought they were good comments, but that also opens the door for, the hey, we've got up. some follow-ups on yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it should have been. And you could, Marcus, you could have ended it yesterday. You, Instead, it, it's going to be hanging over forever. Zach, he was ready. He was going to was answer ready. it. He was going do, to Marcus, answer do they not it. trust him to answer these questions? You know, I, I this think, is also bad. I think they felt like they were protecting him. But I was like, no, you're hurting him. Uh, and, and keep in mind, like, I look, Chauncey hasn't, this, nobody even knew about this for over 20 years, right? So he's been in these positions and nobody's asked him. But the difference is there's something different about a coach, right? A front-facing, vocal position, mm-hmm. a leader. Communication. Like been, yeah, yeah. So you just basically didn't allow him to do that. And that was his first moment to kind of own right there. He, he could have right. show he could have shown what kind of coach he's gonna be. He could have shown what kind of leader he's gonna be. And they cut him off. I was thinking, uh it, it reminded me, y'all remember that scene from uh from uh Remember the Titans where he pulls when Coach Boone pulls the other coach aside and it's like, I see you coddling the <laughs> blackboards, and he's like, you know, now I may be a mean cuss, <laughs> but I'm the same mean cuss with everybody out there on that football field. The world don't give a damn about how sensitive these kids are, especially the young black kids. You ain't doing these kids a favor by patronizing them. You're crippling them. You're crippling them for life. That's what I thought he was doing to, to, to Chauncey. You're crippling them, man. Like, let the man talk. You're crippling them. Nobody care about protecting Chauncey. He got to answer for this stuff. He's got to speak for it. He's got to address it. And he was going to do it. And they mm-hmm. and, and, and they, they, they coddled him to the point where it cripples them. They should have just let him do it. That's the crazy part. He's like ready. You can see him adjusting his seat, yeah. like, all right, let's go. And then, you know, Neil does the whole pour water, like, like cut it off. He might as well just did this. Like it was yeah. just yeah. go ahead. Just go ahead. It was it was so obvious. Yeah, you know, he it was so obvious, it was so cowardly. And and look, I mean, I said it on NBA radio this morning. I'll say it again on this podcast. I'll probably say it again on NBA radio another time or on Mad Dog Sports Radio, any other platform like Neil O'Shea, you made it worse. You're a coward. You and your PR department acted cowardly like you acted horribly. And if you have a problem with it, I'm in the blue book. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Like I I'm, I think that this they did absolutely no favors 
for Chauncey Billups, for this organization, for that whole process. Because again, you answer the questions yesterday, however many there are, and then you, and then from there, when you're asked about, hey guys, I already talked about this at the press conference. Like, like we got to talk about basketball moving forward. But instead, well, now that's hanging over there forever, Ethan. And it's and it's something where like you, there is no resolution now. I don't know there ever could have truly been a resolution because no. the stigma of of settling outside of outside of court, right? The the stigma of that is always going to have um, at, at best a twinge of guilt, whether whether that's fair or not. That's just but how that stigma looks. Than ducking. But it's still better yeah. than duck exactly than ducking cool. the questions, and I I don't know how you move forward. It's a lack of trust, and it's not exactly clear what the lack of trust is in. Is it a lack of trust in the fan base that if you explain yourself as a person of goodwill who's not a bad person, uh, that they're not going to listen to you, or is it a lack of trust that the hire you just made uh, is who you thought he was when you made the hire? Like I don't know what the lack of trust is, but that's what it looks like when you're trying to be sneaky like that and doing such a bad panic job of it. So yeah, just a real real disaster there. I have no idea how they're going to sort it out. Uh, Ethan, kind you would have um, for the Arnold Vinick method there, huh? The uh, What's the honor West Wing, Alan Alda. Just hey, I'm gonna answer every just all your questions. Yeah. Give me a thousand questions, and then we're done yeah. with right. this. Like, well, you kind of yeah. You, there are no half measures with it. Either you're either you're open to it, and I think there's this idea that the media just ravenously follows you constantly. But for the most part, with a situation like that. I do think that you could effectively deal with it once if you're doing it the right way, but that is not, that's not, that's not the right way to do it. So I guess we'll just, we'll have to see how it all, all plays out. That's not the right way to do it. There is no right way to transition here. So I'll just say take three. None. Did the Suns make it to the finals? By the time you listen to this, yes or no? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't know, game... Game six is tonight when we're recording, but when you're listening to it, it happened last night. Guys, as you know, Major with the majority of these playoff games, it's not going to stop us from looking into the future just because we didn't know what happened the night before. I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't care. Mm. We're going to speculate in hindsight anyway. Mm. I'm curious what you guys think about this series so far. The game five intensity level, the attention to detail. We're lacking to say the least at home with a chance to go to the NBA finals for the Suns. The Suns offense and grind to a halt in large part because Chris Paul or Devin Booker dribbling inside the three-point line, not finding anything, whipping the ball out, play breaks down. Meanwhile, the Clippers, they're varying up the defensive schemes. Might have gotten the Suns in a rut. So is it bad offense or is it good defense by the Clippers? Marcus, what say you? Uh, I think it's good good defense by the Clippers. I think this is, this is playoff basketball, right? You, you make an adjustment. Somebody's gonna make an adjustment, and Ty Lue is in, is like Ty Lue's incredible, right? Like, and you gotta expect yeah. the counter punch, and that's I think that's what happened. And now Phoenix has to counter, or Phoenix 
did counter, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> or they did, did not, or didn't did counter. Right? Who knows? I'm, you got you, Zach. You know I'm so torn on this one. I don't know what to do. Oh, uh, yeah. This is like you love you. Uh, this is like choosing children, right? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know. You love, and, and for some you reason, love these teams. I don't know. For some reason, he, you're buying into this bullshit Paul George redemption pa- thing because he had one game. One game. Yeah, he had one game, Zach. He's had, he's had a few of them. He's had, he's had a few of them. Paul George is officially redeemed. I'm just trying to figure out how yeah. incredible this redemption tour is. Hey, by now, you know if it was an elimination game for the Clippers because he usually has more turnovers than made baskets when they get eliminated. So he, he's losing the ball. Last night. It's what you deal loose with. with. The ball. You take the good with the loosely bad put with it in him. the basket. What do you mean loose with the ball? What does that even mean? You're, oh, you're gonna look so bad when this airs after Paul George just put up another forty point triple double to force the game seven. Like oh, it's gonna be uh, yeah. it's gonna be rough for you at that point. Or I'm yeah. gonna be correct with my. Phoenix Suns Phoenix to the finals prediction. Oh, I cannot this. lose, baby. I cannot lose. Yeah. You've oh, diversified your stock win. portfolio. I did not lose. You, there we go. Your your take portfolio is just perfectly diversified. So you basically, can, you can just, here's what I want to say. No matter what happened, yeah. you're, you're watching this after the results. I yeah. told you, I told you this is what happened. This is exactly how I played it out. I told what you. What happened? What I said happened. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing – I'm just trying to picture the scenario that would validate Marcus most. It's uh, Paul George scoring 50 points, but it's some insane half-court game winner from Reggie Jackson, uh, you know, And but at the same time, the Paul Suns George played amazing. Paul the Suns win, right? That's – but there was, yeah, maybe right. there was a, an injury, so we're not really mad at either team. Kind of like, remember the Nets and Bucks? Nobody was mad at either team at the end of that. Everybody just said, hey, job well done. That was great. Uh, unlike Sixers, uh, Sixers, Hawks, where we just rained hate and contempt on the Sixers. Right. Um, yeah, I, I will say, just as an aside, uh, what do we think of Reggie Jackson, man? Like, Good. do we think that this is contract year? Do we think this is contract year or do we think this is just who this dude is now? Uh, I, he's playing good defense. I think, I think maybe you, I didn't have a... Re- yeah. I was going to say, when you don't make him a point guard, when he just goes out there, just go play, I think he's actually pretty good. I think that's the problem. Yeah. They've tried to make he's him a point guard. He's a shot maker. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I, I wonder if I... And I never spoke out against Reggie Jackson, but I wonder if I had enough respect for guys who do what he I does because it seemed like back in the day... That kind of player got overrated. If you were a, let's say, a volume scorer, as they called them, um, people overrate point. They overrate just points per game. They overrate scoring. They didn't appreciate the other subtleties. But we might be going back the other way, where guys like this aren't appreciated enough. And when everybody's switching, the ability to just break your guy down one on one and create a shot, a shot maker, as Marcus said, uh, that's very valuable. So it's almost like maybe the league came back around to Reggie Jackson when it seemed like he had really fallen off that absolute peak of winning that series against the Grizzlies for the Thunder he had when his career was taken off. So the Reggie Jackson saga is one that I'm following. And I don't think it's just about. I don't think it's just about trying to get a contract. I don't think this is an Eric Dampier situation. I think it has more to do with the style of the game these days. He's got yeah, his money it, already it, too, right? Yeah. Like he he made no like question. he made eighty five million dollars on his last contract. He's gonna get another one. He's he's gonna get another one. I, I think it's gonna be yet another MVP I, that the Thunder I think had. People underrated how hard it is to score reliably. Like and you know we we've over the years looked at players who score average twenty points on bad teams. And we like to say things like, 
Hey, Not yo, somebody got to score. Somebody's got to, like, I don't care who you are. It's hard to get this a guy. A this guy appreciates 20. scoring over here, man. This guy only <laughs> cares about scoring over here. You guys yeah, can have nah, your defense and your analytics, all your nerd shit. I want buckets. I do. It's, Dude, he, Reggie Jackson shot 43% from three this season. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, like, it's hard. It's hard. And look, but he's a career 35% three-point shooter. Like, nah, that's that. just numbers. That's just numbers. That's just numbers, man. Who cares? Situation matters, man. Situation matters. No, for for Reggie Jackson, it's a whole new world. Speaking of take four, a whole new world, fellas. This has been one of the most interesting playoffs we've seen in a long time. Nobody, and I mean nobody, could have predicted the strangeness of what has been going on over the last several weeks. Jade, I need me some conspiracy music. Both number one seeds are gone. Even the matchups that turned out as predicted were full of unpredictable moments. Twists, turns never before seen. No LeBron, no Steph. Now, no Kawhi Leonard at this point. By the way, he's out for game seven, too, if that got forced. Yet the play on the court has been more exciting than ever. Long drawn out endings, needing the assist. Oh, the sweet, sweet assist and relief of the replay center time and time again. Be still my replayed heart. Let's bring in Steve Javi, the most exciting five words in sports. It's been ingrained <laughs> into our collective minds forever. The NBA celebrates its ratings, however real those might be, while others, including Ethan Strauss, have called all of this into question. It might be 120 degrees outside, but the heat from these playoffs is beyond hot. Ethan. How do you compare the playoffs of 2021 to anything? And I, I'm not even talking basketball. I mean, <laughs> fucking anything you've ever seen before. Jade is turning these into some Marv Albert NBA and NBC injuries. Really good. My yeah, God. The scripts are really yeah. good, man. <laughs> it is a fantastic intro. What do I compare them to? I compare them to the absence of basketball. So I'm happy. I, it's funny. I get accused sometimes of being too critical of the NBA on occasion, just because I understand math and how numbers are added and divided. That happens to me, but, um, I am happy for the basketball. I don't have too much blame for the NBA for having had so many games in this tight of space. I don't see how it could have gone any other way. I just think that this was a difficult survive and advance situation. And instead of blaming the NBA, maybe we look at teams and say, hey, you've got to compete with the knowledge that this is a quick turnaround, that there are a lot of games in a brief amount of time, and you've got to handle it the way you handle it. For the most part, the basketball has been great. I know it's disappointing at this juncture. I know nobody likes uh, that we've seen so many stars uh, get hurt. I get it. I get it. But it's been a good postseason. I've enjoyed it. That's what I would say. I give it a solid B plus. Marcus, rank all seventy four postseasons in NBA history. Uh, let's see. I'm going. Twenty sixteen has to be up there. Twenty sixteen is definitely up there. That was incredible. It's definitely top seventy four. <laughs> definitely top seventy four. Yeah, definitely top seventy four. Marcus, what have you made of, of these quite playoffs? A Bill Simmons column and that what, we're doing right now. What do we do? Oh, by the way, Karate Kid reference. <laughs> what was the question? I lost. Marcus, what do we what do we do with this postseason? Do we just enjoy it? Do we have to dissect it? What do we do with it? It sounds like we need to all get together and pray that nobody else gets hurt, like a seance yeah. or something. Or it's unbelievable. Somebody uh, may be hurt by the end of the sentence, I know, for all we know. Right? Like uh-huh. I, I do think we need to uh, 
if if we're gonna like put some like let, silver lining, right? Let's figure out how the best way to enjoy this. Uh, we need to we need to celebrate whoever survives this. Uh, at some point mm-hmm. out of this, there's gonna be a new star, right? There's gonna be someone who kind of you know breaks through the ceiling. It, it, we've got Steph, we got LeBron, we got KD, right? We know the usual suspects. We're going to get a new one, uh, which I think is good, right? I, I think we're starting that process of moving the league forward. So, I mean, it may end up being Kevin Herter by the end of it. Who knows, right? We might be anointing Chris Middleton as, <laughs> as a superstar. But whoever it is will have survived arguably the craziest NBA playoffs of all time. And we should have let them, we should let them stunt through the summer, right? We should, we should enjoy it. Let them have their moment. And I think it'd be big. Like if if it's Booker, you know, like it's cool to see somebody kind of take that next step. If it's Chris Middleton, you know what I'm saying? Imagine Chris Middleton. All right. Okay. It won't be Chris Middleton. Well, he's like one step forward, one step back. It seems a little bit. But even if he won it, we won't be like, you know, there's LeBron, Steph, and Chris Middleton, right? Like we won't be. I, I was enjoying the Giannis run, I and mean, that's what's un, that's, that's what's Olympian unfair. Chris Middleton to you, okay? That's an Olympian. Yeah, Olympian Chris Middleton, just like that uh, man Chris Middleton I, on Twitter. Here's what's unfair: if a team other than the Lakers had won the 2020 championship, we would be throwing asterisks left and right at yeah. that sucker. But because the biggest brand name team that most people thought was the best team happened to win, we more or less nodded our heads and said that that's legitimate right there. Job well done. I think it's something similar where if the Bucks had gone all the way and they'd won it, uh, if they win it, I should say, then we'll probably accept it. But it does seem like we do this thing where in this shaken up pandemic situation, we will feel like it's more fake and declare it more fake if the team that wins is more unexpected. And poor Paul George, if he were to win the championship and disabuse everybody of the notion that he's pandemic P and forced Zach to apologize to him, if next season it's a totally different outcome, then we'll go, oh yeah, that was fake, that was fake. So I do think we're almost, we, we should just accept it because it's easier and then it's easier to enjoy whatever happens. We take it for what it is and then we see whichever team wins the title, they can back it up next season. I think that's uh, the key part, right? Back yeah. it up next season. Like who goes yeah. into next season ready to compete with the with the healthy <laughs> this is, superstars? This is half a title. It's a payment on a title this season. It counts for half. <laughs> and if you put together a solid regular you, season, you get a full half title. plus a new one. Plus yeah. a new one. Then you yeah. get the full. We're not going to make you win another title, but you got to put together a good regular season. No, and then what? we'll do the ring ceremony in April. I'm going to make you win another title. You have to go back to back Jeez, for this one to be justified. You have to go back yep. to back? Yeah, man. That's, man if that's not like championship you, red line, and I don't know what it you is. You get like, to have <laughs> your parade. This dude and we'll is let you the title. And as soon as that, like, do it to justify Everybody it. can't have that high of a credit score. <laughs> He's going to be saying stuff like in a few years, congrats on your two and a half, Pete. Right. You, you get you give half a banner okay you just get the 20 and you don't get the you don't get the other year right we're just gonna cut it right down the middle you don't get that other one i'm not okay with your red line in a championship like that hey man it's not my rules if the clippers and they might have lost by the time you're listening to this but if the clippers won it i could who knows or not i i could see laker fans literally defacing and tearing down the banner in staples yes 100 (laughs) percent 
I hope Doc, I hope Doc Rivers comes back and hangs it next to that Taylor Swift banner he's been covering up for years. <laughs> they just we just need we just need to figure out where the Paul George statue is going to Staples. That's all. Oh man, uh, the Paul George statue. Or do you just put it at Palmdale? Probably the parking lot. All right, time for take five. Speaking of statues at Staples Center. Shaquille O'Neal fired back at LeBron James over LeBron's criticism of the NBA and its schedule this year. In an interview with CNBC, Shaq said he thinks players need to stop complaining about the busy playing schedule this season. Two weeks ago, LeBron sounded off saying they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of our players, which ultimately is the all caps Product and benefit of our game. End quote. Shaq had this to say. When you're living in a world where 40 million people have been laid off and I'm making $200 million, you won't get no complaining from me. I'd play back to back to back to back to back. He added. Jade, add that. Not four, not, not five, not, not six. Three. Sound not for four. me. Not five. Marcus. <laughs> Where is all this leading? We know that the NBA is going to fast track this. I just, I, I'm just sorry. I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm watching the Rock'em Sock'em robots of lack of self-awareness square off right now. <laughs> Marcus, do you think the NBA will reduce the schedule down to 72 games or lower at some point? No, they, they're not. But they should. But no, they're not. They're not going to. And if this postseason doesn't make them do it, what mm. will? Like, what will it take? It will take somebody to be coming down on a fast break and all their ligaments don't cross half court. Like, their body does, but their ligaments mm-hmm. just stay. And then it's like, yo, we got to do something about this. Otherwise, we're, they're about to run it back in October. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, But on the same token, I, I actually appreciate Shaq for this. I think it's funny coming from Shaq, right? It is yeah. the fact that Shaq said he would it's play back to back to back, back to back to back. Yeah. It's right it's right right message wrong messenger yeah, kind of situation. It's funny coming from Shaq. But I do think it's it's important that I mean you just got to acknowledge like what you can't be claiming like clamoring for sympathy in their lot while other people are dealing with this, you know, such a unique existence, right? Like, like something you got to at least acknowledge it. You got to acknowledge it. Um, there are people got two jobs right now trying to survive. So like, I get it. It's a CBA issue. It's not like a mm-hmm. world issue, right? It's not like, yeah. it's not like a societal uh, calamity. This is between the NBA PA and, and the owners, right? Like, and that, and they could work that out on their own. That That's the part that, yes, that's the part that, it's so like a bit irritating. It's like this is because y'all didn't have it together. Enough of you could have said we're not playing, and that's that. It's what happened in Game Five of the if, playoffs in the bubble, right? Enough. If of you, you said really we believe, yeah. if you really believe that LeBron even you know tried to do that, which I'm not convinced of. I mean, who would have more influence over that process, over that situation, other than Chris Paul, than Chris Paul's best friend, who had been VP in the Players Association, and I mean, it's clear what happened. They like the owners wanted the money. If you wanted the money, it just you had the to start owners, the season though, on Christmas. They saying that the, yeah. It ain't just the owners that Players wanted won the, the money. money too, which is that, justifiable. Yeah. It's a yes, lot of it's money. Fine. It's it, a lot yes. of money. It's, it's a lot of people it, who are not making two hundred no. million. It's some people with these who live it these off comments. Kids. These comments of of when LeBron tried to warn them, it's the fake hustle through a crosswalk. 
of comments, right? Yeah. You're pretend- yeah. like, hey, I'm a chugging, but you don't actually go any faster. Like, that's, that's what it was, yeah. which is fine. Again, he gets to have the PR moment. The players end up with the money. The owners end up with the money. And we have some injuries, and it sucks. But, no, you know, thankfully, nobody died. Everyone should be okay in the future. And we'll have injuries next year, and we'll attribute it to all this, too. And then eventually, we'll get back on track. And, by the way, we're still going to have fucking yeah. injuries then, too. And we'll yeah. just say it's a cumulative effect, so, so- and it's never going to die. But also, financial you're blaming, corner here. You're blaming the 300 players who don't have a hundred yeah. million dollars in a bank. Like it's you know, also I say to that, Marcus, play better, practice harder, no, I'm strive just for greatness. To, yeah. or, you know what Shaq was really thinking? You know what Shaq was really? You know what Shaq was? You know what Shaq was really thinking, but he didn't say. I think he was thinking, "Hey, man, if it's too much for you, just take some time off, dude." Like I did that. If, if, if they Shaq did that a know? lot. <laughs> yeah. LeBron take, did that take 20 LeBron games off. A, LeBron took a three-week vacation yeah. in Miami during January after he went back to Cleveland. Yeah. Do it's it. like, why are you whining? If yeah. it's too many games, take a few games off. Uh, you know, get you think, paid on company time. You know why he can't do that? Chasing Kareem. Ah. Uh, chasing Kareem. Well, LeBron needs problem. to get these games in. <laughs> that's not a problem these other guys uh that these other guys have and just as the financial corner to explain the situation as we sometimes do i don't think people quite get it because they see it as oh you give up a little money whatever it's not like that it's right. if you don't start the season on christmas you are in breach of the remaining seven billion dollar tv contract yep and all the money that you get in terms of loans to keep the lights on because these teams went into debt to stay operational and to create the bubble, which costs hundreds of millions of dollars. You get those loans from those companies because the assumption is that you have that TV money locked down and assured. So mm-hmm. if you had not been able to do that, a lot of things could come unraveled. And frankly, a lot of things could come unraveled. The NBA is operating right now at three to one debt to revenue. I'm not saying that they're going to go under. I'm just saying that they are in a situation that is more precarious than one they've ever been in. And so that's why they're making some decisions that are not optimal, let's say, for, I don't know, health or the quality of the games. It's been a very trying time for a lot of industries, and the NBA is no exception. That's why we're about to get that mid-season tournament. The players could just decide we're not playing. Like that's yeah. what they can do, <laughs> and they aren't. Ethan, they you aren't said doing it collectively. Ethan, you said it's not anyone else's problem to because they're not chasing cream either. You know what I say to that? Play mm. better, try harder, <laughs> practice more, strive for greatness. You hashtag four hundred bums who are at the elite of their job in the world. All right, hashtag Space Jam two. Hashtag Space Jam two. Hashtag go see it in the theater. Hashtag back to the go. movies. Space Jam two is gonna be my first in theater experience. Jesus, but you I'm can, do, you can do better, Marcus. That will do it for this week's uh, what, what are you, a like, What are you doing? No, I, got my, I got my subscribe. niece. My niece is coming to stay. I got two basketball girls in my house. We're going to see Space Jam. Uh, okay. Don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Wow. House of Strauss, Warriors Plus, Minus, No Dunks, which is here forever, and many more. For Ethan Strauss, for Marcus Thompson, Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time. And don't forget, strive for greatness. Hashtag just a kid from Akron.